feeling stuck when it comes to writing? Jasper is an AI writing assistant that helps you break through writer's block, create blogs, social content, add variations, really anything you can imagine, much faster than you would on your own. With Jasper's text-to-image generator, you can even create original art. Convey your best ideas better and faster with Jasper. No more blank pages or unfinished pieces. Try Jasper for free at jasper.ai today. On another exciting edition of Animation Deliberation, this is pod race. No, wait, it's not pod racing? Well, what is it then? Uh, I guess we'll have to find out after these ads we have no say over. Overstock's Red Tag Sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. Sing along if you know the words. Animation, deliberation, a conversation, and a celebration of my favorite action animated series. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back. It just, it will never get old to hear that and die laughing every single time we start this. Uh, I am Andrew Rogers. My name is Jay Scotty St. Clair. And returning is Zuhair Ali. From beyond the stars, he is here once again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome back, buddy. How you been? Let everybody know what's uh, what's up. Yeah, not too bad. My uh, my droid arm is still being installed. Haven't gotten the the Anakin cosmetics done yet. But yeah, finally got this uh, shoulder surgery out of the way, and I'm trying to wean off of the heavy medication so that I'm awake enough to actually talk. So yeah, it's been a it's been a fun adventure. I haven't been nearly awake enough to binge as much as I thought I would be. So sadly, I only have like one anime that I'm halfway through. But we're here. We're well. We're whelmed. Well, spend the night in the back to tank. You'll be feeling right as rain in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, whelmed is better than uh, overwhelmed, I suppose. But were you at least able to stay up long enough to? sit through bad patch and my hero and all the good stuff we have going on i've definitely been keeping up every week uh bad batch i wasn't able to watch that night like i said that i was going to but definitely as soon as i was up the next day i was like okay we're watching this distract me from the pain Ooh, well glad you're back jay scotty uh how you doing what's what's going on with you i'm doing good keeping busy i uh it's it's interesting. I've actually had a lot on my plate in terms of like we've been doing this podcast for a while, but I've actually had the opportunity to start teaching some people about podcasting and also working uh, with uh, Matthew Carroll, who's kind of like, you know, created this network that is Stranded Panda and, and hosts the Papa flagship Panda. show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but even with like being busy with all that stuff, I have found myself doing a lot more binging. So I will uh, save some of the things I'm going to talk about for our My Hero Academia coverage. But it's uh, we talked about how much there's going to be to going to be to watch in January, but it's all quality stuff. So uh, definitely, yeah, whelmed instead of overwhelmed is the feeling. <laughs> how about you? No, all things are good here. I. Uh... 
I, I've been just hammering home on the anime. It's finally nice to not have seven things to watch coming out weekly. Just like, oh, okay, I can get back in the, you know, threads of binging and relaxing with it as opposed to hammering everything out. So I, it, it's nice, like you said, to have quality as opposed to quantity all the time. Mm. Just like having to watch seven things that premiered that week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, my suggestion for what takes place next would be to give Zuhair just a little bit of room to maybe talk about his impressions of season two of the Bad Batch so far. Yeah, so we talked about it. Uh, we talked about it a little bit off air, and it's it's been interesting. I, no, episode three has definitely been the best out of the set. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. too much about four just yet, but one, two, and four as nice as it's seen as nice it has been to see the the growth of the group and how much Omega has matured and developed and stuff. It's back to kind of like the episodic nature of like, I'm hoping that all of our episodes aren't like this and we get some more of the big story. But episode three, that crosshair stuff is like, th- that is what I love about the show. And I'm hoping that we like drift more towards that stuff a little bit more. Just trying not to say too much about four, because obviously I've been like <laughs> gathering my thoughts for that. That's all but, good. But one big realization that I had is my favorite things about last season was the beginning two episodes, the middle two episodes, and the last two. And the common factor of those was that it was more of crosshair and seeing more of that Republic to Empire transition and the um the emotional conflict between the clones and just kind of like how people feel about the whole system and the shifting over and all that stuff. So it's making me wonder if like, I'm just more of a fan of the crosshair side of the stuff than I am. Our, our heroes in hiding. Uh, well, do we want to go ahead and knock out the synopsis so we can just get talking about episode four faster and all its spoilery glory. So yeah, episode four of bad batch season two titled faster. While Hunter and Echo are away on another assignment, Sid takes Omega, Tech, and Wrecker to a riot race on Safatoma to visit her cocky droid racer, Teo. Sid is challenged by Malegi, one of her business rivals in his racer, Jet Venom, and during the next round, Malegi orders Venom to cheat, causing Teo to lose. When Malegi comes to collect, Omega challenges him to, challenges him to another race for Sid's freedom, but just... But just before the event, Teo is wrecked in an accident. Tech takes Teo's place as Sid's pilot, and using his calculative intellect to offset his lack of experience, he wins the race. Malegi honors his part of the deal, but warns the clones that one day Sid might turn against them. Bum, bum, bum. And I hope I pronounced Malegi right. I couldn't remember in the moment if it was Malegi or Malegi. I'm not so sure myself. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to get get into it right off the bat and say that I can kind of agree with what Zuhair kind of hinted at where this episode felt a little more tonally and thematically tied to the first two episodes. But as the resident fan of tech, it was great to see my guy step up and showcase what he does so well, use his calculations, use his intellect to achieve something he's never done before and to to really come through in the end. And I just got to say, it was hilarious and awesome to hear Ben Schwartz as Teo. 
Yes. Uh, what was that? John who it was? Ralphio. John Ralphio for anybody. <laughs> John Ralphio. It, it goes back to the conversation we had. Like, I feel like they're going to have good guest stars or something this season because they had him again. And then I can't remember the actor's name that they had play Malegi, but he's the fourth Ghostbuster. Uh, forgive me for. Oh, uh, Ernie Hudson. Yes, Ernie Hudson was mm. Malegi, and I'm just like, why are they getting all these great names? I love it, but it's so random to just have them appearing in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I thought he sounded familiar, but I didn't want to look it up. But Bench Force makes it so much better for that one. Yeah, I was wondering if it was kind of tongue in cheek because he's known for voicing Sonic in the two <laughs> like theatrically released movies, and it's destroyed. That's going really fast. So. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. My own head cannon. I like to think it was <laughs> tongue in cheek. Yeah. He just brings like they somehow got his mannerisms in the animation of like the way that it's just the overconfidence in his movements as well as his voice. Mm. As his head is just like constantly flipping. Yes. <laughs> that was yeah. the weirdest thing. I was like, what is happening right now? Uh, yeah. Star- I, I don't I don't know if we've ever had a droid in the world of Star Wars be that cocky. I think K2SO is probably like the closest in terms of being like sardonic and kind of like sassy. But this was definitely the cockiest droid that I'm aware of. I can't wait till you watch Rebels. I was just about okay. to say, are we on the same page <laughs> with this one, Zoo? <laughs> yeah, we, we had that look for a second. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> oh, is this in reference to the, um, what's the droid's name in Rebels? I'm brain farting. Yep. Oh, uh, it's the one that's like partnered with the Twi'lek, though, that we saw last yeah. season in Bad Batch, right? On um, oh God, why am I brain farting? On the planet Ryloth. All I could think is Wrecker in my head for some reason. And no, that's, that's what came to my head, Yeah, too. that's obviously not correct. Sorry, I didn't R? mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, now it's just like... That shows how genuine we are. The only thing that's coming to my head is the Hoppa. Chopper. 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 I was close. <laughs> I knew it. It's something like that. Okay, cool. It's not a wrecker. It's a chopper. We we were sort of close with our confusion. Yeah, chopper's that. kind of got like that that old man Vietnam War vet type vibes. Like, okay. get off my lawn. <laughs> Don't mess with me type of it's But his galaxy gotcha. is the lawn. Like, <laughs> uh, Nice. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we joke okay. about droids, though. I I have to imagine it was an Easter egg that they were throwing in there. The one droid that was one of the pilots that had like the protocol droid body and the battle droid head. All I could think of was the scene in uh, Attack of the Clones where Mm -hmm. C-3PO's head gets swapped with the (laughs) droid head. I'm like, is this the one? Did he make it all the way across the galaxy and now he's just piloting things (laughs) after everything that happened on the Battle of Genosius? Like, (laughs) oh my... Yeah, when when Teo was talking all cocky about like how there's like adjustments and stuff to the ship, it's like I'm sure there are to you as well. There's highly doubt that you were built this way. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those things we talk about droids. Like, what was his purpose before he was a racer? Like, what was he built to help do up to that point? And then I was like, there's no way that nobody else thought about having a droid as a racer, right? Like. This, this can't be an original idea. Well, because there were five other race droids, like, in the race. Yeah, and I was surprised at the number of protocol droids. It's like, aren't they normally, like, meant for protocol? <laughs> but here they are, like, <laughs> derby racing. And, yeah, let's let's just 
call it for what it is. It's basically pod racing without the pods. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, for how uppity C-3PO gets about, oh, I'm a protocol droid. I would never do this to suddenly see a bunch of them in the race is very, very (laughs) interesting to say the least. But, uh, you know, we talked about the plot at the beginning and I agree that it's very much like a bottle episodic thing. But I I have to feel like it's a testament to the writing that from a mile away, you could see tech was going to have to take over. Tech was going to do something. But the fact that you knew it was coming and it was still like a fun reveal of, oh, how does it happen is a testament Mm -hmm. to how much fun you can have with these characters. Mm. Because especially all the emphasis of like, don't take don't take the left one. It's dangerous. And you see like the close off tunnel and this and that, like you start after seeing that track, like what, like three or four times as a viewer, Mm -hmm. you were like wonder why that one's closed down like the fact that it wasn't an actual barrier it was a hologram that they could actually go through i was like all right tech you really did do your homework and there was a scene where he was like like why are you researching like i'm a droid i can figure this out it's like oh because tech's gonna do what tech does yeah uh i this is probably probably dating myself a little bit more but i remember when episode one came out like not very long afterwards there was a video game called star wars episode one pod racer yeah either of you play it yes i did okay I, just I played this... the pod racing in Lego Star Wars more than I played that, but I'm familiar. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I, I put a lot of hours into that game. So um, just like seeing that racer that was working for uh, Malecki, uh, Jet Venom, he was definitely based on one of the pod racers that appeared. He was the same species as one of the pod racers that appeared in episode one. So I just like the visual continuity there. Hmm. And yeah, it was high octane. Uh, a lot of fun really felt the sense of danger and and um that like anything could pop around the pop around the corner at any turn any hairpin turn there so i enjoyed it my favorite thing about tech in this episode it, it was a little bit predictable but it was fulfilling at the same time is when sid was first giving everyone the mission he was like this is kind of beneath us like we're capable of doing more than this mm-hmm. and the tone and the way that he's just sitting in the bar like trying to take it all in you kind of get that sense of like he just kind of misses his old job like he misses mm-hmm. having the purpose and the goal and working as a team and this and that so it seems like he has this void and towards the end where it's like he wins and everyone's cheering his name and this and that i was like oh there's the fulfillment i expected at the beginning of the episode so I'm curious to see like how that tracks into future episodes. If he's you know feeling a little better about his status now, mm-hmm. uh, but when even when Teo was like dogging on him for being human and not being able to make calculations, I was like, "Have you ever seen him fly his aircraft and all the exfils that he's done in this and that? Like he's more than capable of handing your silly little race." Mm-hmm. But he's too humble for that. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was it very much felt like we're getting a full rounded characterization of him because he did seem to lighten up at the end as he was waving at the crowd being like, yeah, that's me. I won. Whereas it feels like the tech we knew at the beginning would have very much been like, why are they cheering for me? This was an obvious outcome or something along those lines. So sure, it it is that the parameters of my mission. Yeah, exactly. The goal is the only logical outcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you speak to that character characterization, that full characterization. I think that's the other thing that kind of sticks out to the episode about me is the fact that we got to spend this time with 
Tech primarily, but Wrecker, Omega, and Sid to a lesser extent. But that's because they kind of took Hunter and Echo off the table. So I'm sure we're going to have an episode that follows up with them. But as you know, as much as I love having this full ragtag team work together and how they interact, I think it's kind of benefiting the show in its second season to split them apart and really examine what their you know emotional hangups are individually. So mm-hmm. it's a trend that I kind of hope to see going forward because the crosshair episode was awesome. Um, I like this episode a lot and I'm hoping we get the same, get to spend the same kind of time with Hunter, especially because he, again, like I kind of mentioned it with episode one, but he kind of seems the one, like the one that's kind of like stepping out of the limelight to allow his, his brothers and teammates to kind of step into the limelight. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, we get all that, but we also get a little bit of Sid, which it feels like we Mm. were kind of missing in that first season. She was very much just the, I'm going to order you around kind of boss. And we got this inkling of, oh, she's starting to trust them more. She's actually like letting them in on a little bit of what's going on. And then also this overhanging, hey, she's betrayed people in the past. This is why she's made enemies. You know, what comes next? Especially because we also had that tease in the first couple episodes of the pirate that was hanging out. So it seems like there is going to be a lot of the underground story told. And I hope I hope this comes full circle and we get to see Sid hopefully not betray them, but, you know, save them and show that she has that, you know, back and forth loyalty uh, that she was given this episode. Fingers crossed. You guys have seen uh, Parks and Rec, right? Oh, of course. Oh, yes. Now that I know it's Ben Schwartz, the scene of him getting hit in the pit is just so much funnier because I'm just thinking of the droid going, I just got run over by Alexis. Nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> technically I'm homeless. <laughs> oh, my God. My sister is the worst. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just getting hit makes it so much funnier now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love Wrecker picking up his head for the second time. It's like, yep, he's he's not going now. Oh, his dying words were, I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the moment where he woke up on the table, like, what are we doing? We need to get moving. Where are my arms and legs? What's going on? Everyone just stared at him like no one wanted to acknowledge what was happening. Mm. Uh, it was it was beautiful. <laughs> Like you said, look up voice actors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you said at the beginning, I just hope we. This is like the beginning of a lot of great, great guest voice actors. But uh, for sure, I think for my purposes, that's all I've got to say on this one. Is pretty cut and dry. Yep, another episodic episode of Bad Batch. Cool. Another episodic episode, but they they don't cease to be satisfying. I think that's the number one thing. Like for some reason you're listening to this and you're like, oh, should I pick up Bad Batch? Like I still enjoy the heck out of it. Like most other episodic TV, I feel like I get left behind at some point of just like, okay, this is happening. Whereas I'm still very much like, this is fun. I want to watch the next one. Like let's let's keep yeah. it rolling. Yeah. It just gets frustrating when you know there's only like two episodes left and it's like, give me something to build on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do we? That's only right. Do we know how many episodes of this we're getting? I know I it's going till March, March twenty ninth. So if we get an episode every week until March twenty ninth, that would be some number of episodes. What's thirty two minus sixteen? So sixteen. We get sixteen episodes. Okay. 
Very nice. So the same as last cool. season. So we got yep. we got time to stretch our legs for sure. Yep. Well, at this point, I would invite everybody that's listening. Uh, let us know what you're thinking about Bad Batch season two so far. This episode specifically, any of the other ones we've covered, you can do that by sending an email to animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com. You can also record yourself and send us a. Uh, audio recording of yourself and we'd be happy to play it on the show and there are plenty of other ways to reach us including all of our social medias uh, you can find us on twitter at animation Delib one and on facebook and instagram animation deliberation it's a great place to share all of our content with your friends as well as see all sorts of fun stuff posting plenty of things on our story including probable pictures of this droid with quotes from ben schwartz and parks and rec uh, so <laughs> all the fun stuff So, here, anything you want to let the people know about on your end? Any uh, appearances as of late? Yeah, just uh, three two three with Reed Murphy. We got uh, NFL playoffs right now, so just trying to call our shots and be treated with much guilt when we get them wrong. <laughs> right on, right on. And then uh, I, the Marvel Cinematic Universe 2023 Fantasy Draft is well underway. I know you're working diligently behind the scenes to make that happen. So thank yeah, you for your deadline efforts. Deadline is there. tomorrow, so by the time Woo. you guys listen, it'll be over. <laughs> oh, but well. yeah, join the uh, the fantasy heroes group on Facebook. There's been a lot of people who have actually been making like logos and stuff for their team. Nice and like the artwork and the names, like it's just it's really impressive what you guys have been coming up with. It's been a lot of fun. Very cool. All right, well that'll do it for me. Thanks as always, and keep tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. And as always, stay whelmed. And keep track of Entertainment 720. (laughs) Muscle, muscle. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. While we wait, Jaron Solomon here from Solomon Brothers Jewelers. My family has been helping customers pick out the perfect engagement ring for decades. We know it can be an overwhelming process with lots of questions like, how much should I spend on an engagement ring? Does a two-carat diamond cost twice as much? What is a lab-grown diamond? Our team of diamond experts is here to answer all of your questions and walk you through all options to help you pick out the ring of their dreams at Solomon Brothers Jewelers in Buckhead or Alpharetta, online at SolomonBrothers.com. 
Jaron Solomon from Solomon Brothers Jewelers here to tell you why our customers are like family. Take it from Eduardo, who said we have a great selection, competitive prices, and outstanding service. Or Ashley, who said my fiance and I had the best experience at Solomon Brothers. Our customers trust us to help pull off the perfect proposal or jaw-dropping anniversary surprises. When you visit us, we want to make sure you feel like Amanda, who says we will definitely be back for any jewelry needs. Visit Solomon Brothers Jewelers in Buckhead or Alpharetta online at SolomonBrothers.com. Um...